connection with red pandas. Are you kidding me? This little quirk brought us in our family. Oh. You're so cute. Sick. I've always wanted a tail. I'm a freak. We love you, May. You're our girl. <sighs> Whoa. You're you. Any strong emotion yes! will release the panda. Abby, hit me. You know how dangerous this is? You'll get whipped up into a frenzy and panda all over. OMG! My whole life I've been perfect little May May. But maybe I like this new me. <laughs> Mama's girls. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have our review for Pixar's Turning Red, which is now available on Disney+. Plus. As always, I'm joined by some special guests. First, we have from the Cinemania World team and the Film Posers Podcast, we have Josie. Josie, hello. Welcome back to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me back. Thank you for having me on for Turning Red. And I am excited to discuss all things chaotic because that is what this movie deserves. It's like chaotic and then some. So it's very nice to have you here on the show once again, as always. And everyone, we have a special guest today uh, joining us. He is from the Jump Cut Online and also a fellow film critic. We have Quinn. Quinn, how are you? How are you doing? Welcome to the show for the very first time. How are you? <laughs> oh, 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 wait. Oh, shoot. Sorry. Hey, Dwayne. Uh, sorry for missing that cue. Uh, yeah. Uh, hi. Hi, y'all. It's uh, Winlet down here with much love from uh, Houston, Texas. And uh, yeah, I'm here representing Jump Cut Online and uh, In Session Film and so on and so forth. And uh, it's just really happy to be here, you guys, because, uh, uh, you know, like I said earlier, uh, listen to y'all here on this podcast and, you know, separately at uh, Film Posers as well. It's just, 
you know, it's just amazing to to be here. And uh, yeah, I think it's long overdue because can't contain the excitement right now. I just hope that I don't turn into my spirit animal, which I believe is a badger or something on this show. <laughs> but hey, whatever. I wonder what mine is too, as far as like what I would turn into if I'm stressed and all that. But listen, it's great to have you here. I'm really happy to have you on the podcast for the first time. Um, you know, it, it is very, it's, it does feel like a long time coming, but um, yeah. So everyone, we're going to talk about Pixar's Turning Red. I watched it over the weekend this week, so I'm really excited to get into it. It was not released in theaters for reasons we do not know why. Uh, so Josie, Josie's going to take it away here with the uh, bio for the film. Absolutely. So Turning Red is the first Pixar release of 2022 because we do have the Buzz Lightyear film coming up later in this mm -hmm. year. This one is directed by Domishi. And basically, growing up as a beast, 13-year-old May is experiencing the awkwardness of being a teenager with a twist. When she gets too excited, she transforms into a giant panda. This film is helmed by the likes of Rosalie Chang, Sandra Oh, and Orion Lee as the main characters and just a lovely family. And also, just can I say, Sandra Oh ate this role? <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> I'm so... I, I, I actually watched the movie and then I, uh, you know, just waited for the credits to roll and see who the cast was. And I was like, oh, you know, the cast has a lot of recognizable names. And I really like Sandra Oh. I was like, I was like oh, yeah, I knew that was her. And stuff. So, uh, yeah. So we're gonna get into the film here. Before I give my thoughts, uh, I'll start with you, Josie. What did you think of the movie? I didn't know what to expect going into it because I didn't see that many trailers. This is one I wanted to go yeah. um, blind into, and I just really like the way that they, of course, went into puberty, but also mental health through this metaphor of May turning into a giant red panda and how that all comes together, but also how that also goes into like the generational trauma and how it affects all the women of this family. So I was not ready for that. I thought this was going to be because the concept just seemed silly at first. And even watching the behind the scenes, that was the first iteration of it. And then they try to find purpose to it. So that, it was just it was just a wonderful surprise because every turner every corner we turned with this film i i did not know what to expect so i was overall delighted yeah i i would have to agree um it it, it was definitely a movie that i was looking i i didn't watch any trailers going in they didn't really play any trailers anyway um as far as like marketing goes but um yeah i thought the movie uh, was actually a lot of fun, so I'm really excited to like dive into everything that went on. But before I do, uh, when let's go to let's go to your thoughts. What did you think of Turning Red from Pixar? Well, um, I just thought that you know it's um, <clears throat> it's lively and yeah, chaotic is the right word. But then you know it's uh, fitting. Uh, however, you know even with the a very tween coat. It's unbelievably, and you know, to a surprising level, it's very wise as well. And just like Josie said earlier, it's just um, it it dives into internal topics in a way that you know that it's uh, really surprising, even because you never thought that you know it it could it could go into those areas. Well, to the point where there's a little bit of a discourse around that right now. But hey. We all, 
we all go through this process. As long as you are biological, you you will go through this process. So might as well start talking about it now. Might as well normalize that process, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. It, it's it's I I can't. I mean, to say I'm not surprised when it just comes to like controversy surrounding just the just like the minor the minors of film when it comes to when it comes to just a Pixar movie. You know, I definitely wanted to go into this movie just enjoying just to like enjoy myself and watch the film and kind of you know get a you know just get some nice little pixar action because pixar you know they do this thing where they just release a movie and it's fun we all get to just like watch it and then move on but yeah this movie has garnered a lot of controversy from a lot of critics you know the big one is like oh i can't relate to this and i'm just i i is baffling which is just ridiculous when you look at all the films that make up pixar yeah and like it's crazy that this is the one that a lot of critics have kind of have kind of set their minds on, you know, regarding to well, I can't relate for the relate to this. It's not for me. And it surprisingly, wasn't made for me. Yeah, it wasn't even so much the critics because if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, the score yeah. is okay. It's mostly the audience score, which doesn't surprise yeah. me because it's just people that are most of the reviews sounded like parents. I don't know if they mm. are, but it sounded like people that just don't understand what they were getting themselves into even though it's a very simple story and it's quite honest and truthful and it's literally what we see every day this is how teenagers grow up yeah and it seems to be like coming from a whole lot of people who had very comfortable puberty if that is such a thing um but uh yeah it's just (laughs) i i find it really odd because uh you know one of the I guess one of the quote-unquote highlights of those audience reviews is uh, saying that I don't like this film because it glorifies finding yourself. Oh, yeah. Dried up. Uh, that's, all, that's all we're here for. That's mm-hmm. all we've been living for. That's, I bet we never you. Stop I bet you. Find ourselves. <laughs> exactly. I bet you that favorite person's films, whatever they are, mm-hmm. they all have that uh, through line. What are you in the end? Mm-hmm. But... Okay, fine. If you do, if you don't like turning red because it glorifies finding yourself, I suggest um, touch grass. My thing going in. So was, what I was yeah. hearing on what I was hearing on like on Tuesdays when a lot of reactions Tuesday Wednesday a lot of reactions was mm-hmm. coming out and um, this is this is me not seeing any trailers. Just only thing I saw was like you know you see little gifs and little clips on Twitter or or, or social media where you. You get the premise of okay, she turns into the uh, you know the big panda. That's all I got from the movie. I thought it was like oh, she gets angry and turns into it, or she's just a panda the entire movie. I didn't mm. know what I was getting myself into, but what I heard was oh, it's about uh, a girl, and this is what I heard. I saw so many tweets of like oh, it's just a it's a it's a girl, and I can't really relate to it with with a movie with a girl and her periods and stuff. And then I watched the movie. I was like, that's barely, that's barely like surface. Yeah, that's barely touched. That's like barely touched on here. Like they talk about it. It's like it's like a lot of these, a lot of these like men saw like like pads and freaked out. Mm. That's what it did. That's what it is when it came to like they saw the the menstrual stuff and like freaked out when it's literally only on screen for like a second and whatnot. And uh, 
I, I thought a lot of this was mostly about like the reason why I could relate to it because a lot of this was mostly about like anxiety as a kid and anxiety and depression and like stuff like that as a kid. And I, and I thought that was very relatable. So I didn't understand that argument at all because we all go through this, whether you're a guy or a girl, we all mm-hmm. go through this as a kid. So I was completely baffled after, like after I watched the movie, like this is what everybody's getting all riled up about. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And, <clears throat> and um, uh, Josie, do you want to go first? No. Oh, just real quick that touching again on the whole finding yourself that it didn't feel like that to me. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate to this, to the fact that this film basically touches on the aspect of rejecting generational trauma, which we also yeah. got with Encanto. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's not so much about blatant disobedience because she wasn't, she was a good kid. She was respectful of her parents it was mostly the fact that uh, there comes a point where you do divert from the path that your parents wanted for for you because you're not going to be with them your entire life. You can love and cherish them, but you have to start making your own path, making your own friends, because how else are you going to survive in the world? Right. Right. And uh, it's also something that, um, you know, crazy rich Asians touch on too. So, you know, there's this kind of like... Um, let's just say maybe a mold or a box that you are kind of like forcing daughters or, you know, children, but, you know, intensely on daughters uh, to fit into is that, you know, you need to grow up and become your mother. But that's not, that's not how development works. You know, you develop in your own way so that you are still within your, you know, your, your fibers, your sinew, but, they are really forcing you to, uh, you know, adapt, mold, and shape it into a way so that you know your your cells become theirs, and that's just unnatural. Even though the culture makes it seem like it's a natural process, mm-hmm. and um, you know, on top of that, yeah, I do. I I agree with you uh, to uh, Dwayne about you know, the fact that everybody's all riled up because this is about menstruation. Like, <laughs> what? It's just, the thing is, yes, it is something that the film addresses. And like you said, very fleetingly. But then also to me, this film is not centering on that. It is not about that. The, you know, the red peony blooming, that is just the byproduct of your body changing. That's just like a, you, right. that's just like an indication but other than that uh i see turning red in the title as kind of like you know us asians going flushed when we're uh oh definitely you know, yeah like when we're when we're in a situation where we become very intense where we become yeah. very passionate or where we at the peak of the peaks and the trial of the trials you know so mm-hmm. you know it's just that and and that's also what I believe the film is mainly about, you know, the hormonal changes, the the roller coaster yeah. of development that you go through, the destructive period <laughs> that precedes the coming of age. That's about it. But other than that, this is about menstruation? No, I don't think that's the argument. And also, if you think that is the argument, that is the wrong one to have. Especially and also, when you come out saying like, oh, this movie is about things that kid it's like i saw so many out of the out of out of left field kind of takes with the movie and listen if you if you 
did not like the film. Like, listen, I don't think the movie's perfect. I don't think it's like mm-hmm. one of the greatest Pixar films. I think it's good. I think it's fun. And I think it's, it's a, a I think fun, it's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But if if you came out of the film and like you're not giving reasons as to why you didn't like it, I watched reviews. I've I've done everything as far as like, and the only thing is um, the only thing that I kept hearing was oh I could not relate to this character and it's like very alarming where you know I didn't hear you say these kind of things for like what's another Pixar movie like and the Incredibles or something like that you know I didn't hear a lot of this kind of criticisms for just movies like of that nature or any other kind of Pixar film why is this the one where the argument is I couldn't relate to what was going on here and I think stories like this i think we need more of you know as far as just like it's just like this these are things that are just not touched on uh when it comes to when it comes to pixar movie that's why i think inside out works so Mm -hmm. well too and i think movies like this you know has a have a place you know you still make it fun you still make it i mean soul was about like death and what (laughs) you know what i mean like soul was about but like you know you make it you cater it to the to like you know the kid's eye and you you know even to the adults because the soul in that movie it spoke to me on an emotional level so much so i assume this movie does the same thing for a lot of others so it's also a reminder that animated films aren't kids films we have to stop thinking of it that way they are a medium to get stories across to children because it tends to be easier for them to digest and eventually that leads to other forms of media but they aren't exclusively for children because most of the time, most of the films we grew up with had heavy subject matter and they were all animated. Most of the times, those are the ones that can deal with heavy subject matter better because there is a limitless to it all. But also for me watching this movie, I remember it wasn't until I watched The Making Of that I fully comprehended because I didn't think it was a film about menstruation and it's not. So people saying that it's a period film kind of feels weird. But then that's they, very, yeah, that's very insulting. <laughs> yeah, they, then they actually talk about like it does go into aspects of puberty, but it's not specifically about menstruation. Though I will say that I do like that they touched on that because I remember I still can't believe that this tweet got like over 40,000 likes. But I had tweeted about how I like it, I got oh, very yours? emotional. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got very emotional mm-hmm. when I saw that people freaking making fun of me because I sobbed and I'm like, yeah, I'm a woman. I cry, but (laughs) it's the first time we see that. And a lot of people, I was looking at some of the replies and a lot of people pointed out that there are some Studio Ghibli films that have done that before. And even Disney didn't want to release them in the States because of that. So to see how we've jumped to this point where we can see it's that some people might not understand, but we rarely see that. And it's just such a throwaway line, but it's the mom just going into detail into every single thing. <laughs> and most of the times, like, I've had male friends that you talk to them, like, in their 20s, you talk to them about period stuff, and they're like, wait, what? So it's like, <laughs> we're non-existent. Nothing that we go through actually matters. But then, like, when you're studying biology and, like, medicine and everything, we all have to know about, like, male anatomy and, like, male yeah. needs. But then when it comes to female anatomy and female needs, we do not know. Also, I mean, gynecology is mostly, like, men. And then most mm-hmm. of our, like, most, mo- so many people, especially women of color, go misdiagnosed or their problems go unattended, which leads to bad health problems because of that. So it's such... A small detail. It's an animated film, but it still makes a lot of people happy. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, I really, um, 
I really, I just really like that aspect of the movie as far as just mm-hmm. like using. I really like when Pixar does a lot of real life kind of situations or just things people go through and, and just yeah. kind of surrounds a movie, a very light, a very lighthearted movie around it too. So, like in Soul, real quick, that scene course. in the barber shop that a lot of people like felt mm. so moved by that because we rarely see texture it, and just detail and like dedication and just the culture of it all. Because going into a barber shop, going into like the salon, especially like within the heights with that scene, of it's part of the culture, it. it's part <laughs> of the culture, and to represent I, it that way. <laughs> Soul, Soul. When that when that scene came up, like I think I watched Soul the first time with my mom. That scene came up. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Literally, I said this. I was like, "Oh my god!" Right. They put a barbershop scene in here, and it spoke to me because since I was a kid, you know, from when my dad used to take me to barbershops to when I started going them to them by myself, the fact that they actually it looked like they they very much hired uh, black barbers to really show. How he was doing the edges and doing yeah. a lineup. I was freaking out. I think I tweeted and then my and then that tweet went crazy. Um, I tweeted about how this is like one of my this is one of the greatest Pixar scenes to me. Like this scene speaks to me on an emotional level. Yeah, because stuff. I actually went to a barbershop and the director and the art directors, like they actually Amazing. took the time and care to like <laughs> represent that as it is, because clearly it was gonna mean a lot to people and you can't just half ass that. Of course. And yeah. so there's so many scenes in here and in other movies where people people can relate to a lot of this. So because you didn't re- re- you know relate to it doesn't mean it's a it's a bad film or something. It's just a really strange argument, but uh Yeah. And yeah. Uh, also um I you know speaking speaking of you know brilliant details, you know just my minor but major if that makes mm-hmm. sense, minor <laughs> but major details in a uh, you know, in in films like uh, in animated films, I would have to you know cite the uh, well. This is not Pixar, but you know it's over uh, at Disney. Raya, I I keep I find myself really um, interested, but also baffled as well as having to explain to people how important it is to hear the official honorific in that world for father being ba, which is exactly the way that uh, I called my dad in Vietnamese. So it's just, it's it's really minor. But, you know, to hear that on that level, obviously it hits hits different. It it resonates differently. It makes me feel like, um, you know, I know Raya is not is not a real character in any way, but then you know, watching her doing what she does in the film, it feels like I'm watching the sister that I never realized what was my sister, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> doing all that amazing stuff on screen. Mm-hmm. And, and for, um, a lot of, uh, for a lot of kids, these are real people, even if yeah. they are characters. For a lot of people, these are real. That's why Disney has people dress up like characters, even though they s- still scare me to my 25-year-old <laughs> self. <laughs> but they mean a lot to people. Absolutely. Right. And also, oh, uh, you know, going back to going back to turning red, uh, there's this, uh, I think, you know, just a gloss, a gloss over line. But then uh, I I caught it. I hope that we all did, yeah. too. But then it was just so uh, 
pretty much I would say like a con- concise description of the uh, you know the uh, immigrant the, diax- uh, the diaspora experience. Um, yes, you know how they uh, say um, not they. Uh, you know how um, May's mother Ming say that you know what we have here this little feature in our family of mm-hmm. you know coming of age and then you turn into a red panda back home is considered uh, glorious it's yeah. considered protective but yeah. then anywhere else it's considered destructive and invasive it an inconvenience that is really exactly interesting. even think about that right yeah and that's exactly and that's exactly how so many people i would dare even say all uh members of the Vietnamese community down here in Houston specifically, but then overall around the world as well, not just uh, in the U.S. That's how they feel because I've heard stories of, you know, people, uh, you know, people uh, leaving their hometowns for Mm -hmm. various reasons, homelands for various reasons, and then coming to a new land. All they want to do is something very simple, like seeking the food that they want to eat. And what they got in return? Rejections. Or maybe comments like, God, your food's disgusting. God, your yeah. food is smelly. Stop stop doing uh, stop cooking that because it smells up the it stinks up the whole apartment. Really? Our food is that powerful? Damn I should cook more. <laughs> I uh, I it's, it's it's one of those things that it's it's also one of the one of the one of the one of the things I like about this movie is the fact that I like when movies can bring together like culture and just show show culture in a different way as far as like how we perceive it you know as americans at least for me um but you know i i I really enjoy when when culture are just like ingrained into a film like uh last time the, the one animated film that did not get enough love but that just showcased a lot of asian culture was uh it came out a few years ago um abdominable you know with the big the big i i i can't believe i just butchered that word in like this but but that movie the beginning of that movie just showing i really loved all of that so you know this movie you know i'm, I'm always a big fan of the way movies kind of open to see where our care how our characters live what they do how their relationship is with the families and stuff. One of the one of one of the, uh, the mom in here was absolutely fantastic, as far as all Heck you know yeah. in the beginning, like all the spying stuff and whatnot. That was um that was that was just so funny and great. So uh, yeah, I a lot of things in here that in this film that I really really enjoyed. Uh, as far as like anything, as far as like anything that I uh, that I didn't like. There was a character, I forget the name, but there was one of the friends that just drove me insane. Um, Please was, don't say oh, Abby. Please don't say Abby. Which I... one is Abby? Abby is the Abby. The one with the, the like pink and purple outfit. The one that was like just nuts. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love her. I, I could, I could. She's the hype wo- woman we all need in our lives. I, I listen, I love all the friends and stuff. She just but... has so many lines that I was like, yes, especially one that she's like, I'm about to black out. I need lunch now. <laughs> Priya, Priya was great. She's dodging, dodging all the, uh, dodging the, like in the dodgeball scene where yes. she's just dodging all the dodge. Like that was like really, really funny. <laughs> but okay, Abby, I, I, I couldn't do it. But I that was her. the only that was the only thing the the, the listen the four town gimmick yes oh yeah one thing I wanted to bring up I know I'm spiraling but one thing I wanted to bring up <laughs> was that I love the nostalgia of this movie when this movie yes this movie like you know bringing me back to the 2001 the boom boxes brought the, me back the, the CDs oh, burning the, the CDs, CDs. <laughs> yes God, the, our main character has like a Walkman and she's writing at her desk with headphones yes. it was I the nostalgia here really really hit well for me so for town this band it was <laughs> right out of the two thousand early 2000s I'm talking yeah. insane Backstreet Boys. I don't know what they put into that music, but I can't stop <laughs> listening to nobody like you. I was like, this four town story of the movie is just so hilarious. And it brought me back to a time where like you don't get tickets on your phone. You go out and get you go out yeah. you have to go out and buy tickets and stuff like that and saving up for tickets. Ask, asking your parents if they can take you to this concert, if you can go with just all that stuff really hit home for me as far as ads, you know, me and my youth and stuff like that. So they were really that's all that stuff was like really, really hilarious to me. So um, something I really, really enjoyed. Um, let's get some final thoughts here. I'll, I'll start with you, Josie. Um, so final thoughts on the movie and some like some of the other things that worked for you here. I really do like it. I'm on the same boat. I remember I was on the fence between 3.5 or 4 out of 5. I left it at 4 because I think it deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> but while it's not Pixar's best, it's definitely an admirable film. It proves that hopefully they're going in a different direction where they finally realize that they're okay. They're well established. Let's experiment a little. You don't have to play yeah, it safe anymore. Of so I love this film. Thing. Yes, recommend it. Um, if you live in New York or LA, it is playing in theaters. I know in New York specifically, I can speak to that. It is playing in the AMC Empire Twenty Five. Please go watch it if you feel safe to do so, because out of respect for uh, the mostly female crew of this film, let's yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I 100% agree. Let's go to you, Juan. Any last thoughts on the movie? Well, you know, uh, <clears throat> kind of like as I said earlier, it's just, it's it's endearing. Sometimes maybe uh, it tries to be that a little bit too much, hence, the, hence some of its uh, imperfections. But at the same time, it, you know, it legitimized those imperfections because growing up, is not uh, an ABC bullet point one, two, three process. So from, you know, bouncing off of that, it's surprisingly thoughtful. So here we are. I mean, you know, it is horrifying really to wake up one morning and realize that, you know, you're, you're chubby, you're stinky and you're furry. But at the same time, <laughs> that is your true self. So you know, love it and have hope that 
you know, people will love you for what you are afterward as well, which is what, which is basically the, you know, the biggest message that I got out of the, this development right here. So obviously if I have, if I have to give it a, a letter grade, I would go or B plus. I know Asian parents won't like that, but hey, it's very hard to do <laughs> a film that looks simple, but actually has really complex internals. Yeah. So, you know, B plus, you passed, like, flying colors. Red, flying red colors. <laughs> and also, if I may add on something, oh my goodness, I I really need Domishi's phone to be, you know, keep on ringing because if her next film is just straight up, just food scenes stitched together, yes, like 10-10. Oh my God, can you imagine? <laughs> also, quick, before we go, oh my God, I love mm-hmm. the dad in this movie. I love Jerry. <laughs> I do too. Oh man, yes. that's great. And his little detail of you know cooking in the kitchen, but then he cooks well, obviously, like yes. slow motion and all that sort of you know sexy gastronomic stuff going on here. <laughs> but uh, the fact that you know he got steam in his glasses, which interrupts his cooking a little bit. I loved it. That it me, it me. That's me. <laughs> so. Yeah, it resonated with me too. I'm like, man, I feel that, man. <laughs> Glasses wearers when they're when we're cooking, it's it's rough out here, man. Can't see it, especially especially during uh during during a pandemic. These masks, can y'all like fix your masks to like help us with glasses? Please, I can't see. Like it's ridiculous. But the the dad, I knew he was gonna have a moment where it was gonna he was gonna have like a little bit of a heart to heart. He said red um, is a lucky color, and I cried. Yeah, I knew he was gonna. Once I saw him and realized that they were kind of, you know, kind of fixing fixing him up as like a a background kind of comedic uh, character, I knew in the end he was gonna have a moment, you know, with her and stuff. So I really enjoyed that. So yeah, and uh, his uh, his speech with uh, May, I would also, you know, put it up there with you know the uh, you know the guy who loves you is uh, you know the guy who thinks that sunshine is also out of your. <laughs> ass as well in juno <laughs> that is exactly of that same caliber and mm-hmm. you know i yes. i really appreciate that because um and you know what's also brilliant here in that vocal performance is that there is some there is some you know like he's he knows what to say but at the same time there is some hesitancy in saying it because he knows he is not he is not a woman he is not he didn't grow up uh, you know his upbringing. He he was not a daughter in any way. So he's just trying to say he's just trying to say it in the way that he knows that hopefully, so that she realizes that the process that she goes through, even though it's distinct to her, it's also universal as well. And I just you know I I I just love that. Oh, I'm getting all emotional saying that. Because right <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I I mean cause, it's yeah. Because seeing... I really wish somebody with the hat done that to have done the same for me yeah i i seeing this is this is one of the reasons the same kind of reaction that you're having which i really appreciate is the same is literally how i soul was my favorite movie of uh 2020 2020 and it uh it's one of the reasons why like so many aspects of that movie really really struck me as far as like the way we live and how we look at things and how we look at success and how we look at failure and like the way we are right now so um, I appreciate Pixar for just doing more of things like this. Like I love my cars and Toy Story, but I, you know, I would, I really love things that that speak on 
to an emotional level as yeah. far as like generations and culture and stuff and um yeah so that's one of the things it's for it's got to make this that's what makes this movie really really special so yeah i appreciate that so um keep all right, going with that pixar said, keep going yep. keep going <laughs> embrace the crazy <laughs> yes keep going pixar and as always as always we support your need to you know have your film shown in theaters always 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 yeah, i don't know Absolutely. what's going on with this it's ridiculous but um oh this would uh, be a great I, movie to see in theaters well i would say that maybe they're just trying to quote unquote experiment with uh with another you know kind of like another blockbuster that they did mm-hmm. last year from marvel you know with very <laughs> similar themes also film in canada i believe well it took place <laughs> in the bay area i don't know it's i know that you know if in you know in musical terms the film has a little bit of a shang here and then a bit of a chi there i don't know <laughs> I, I i forgot the title of the film i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> all right everyone with that being said that is it for our review thank you guys all for listening as always uh uh to i, I, I very much recommend the film so if you have disney plus uh check it out and uh yeah um, I'll go around the call, get everyone's social medias and plugs in. Josie, I'll start with you. Thanks for joining me as always. Uh, let everyone know where they can follow you and what's coming up. Of course. Up Thank you for having me on the podcast again. You can find me at the Josie Marie on Twitter and Letterboxd. You can follow at Film Posers basically everywhere. And also follow Cinemania World because we have some great content. Period. <laughs> and uh, and when? Thank you for joining us today as, a, as our special guest. Let everyone know they could follow you and what's coming up for you. Well, you know, before I dive into that, I was like, just to say, I'm the one who should say thank you. So, uh, you know, among you all for, you know, bringing me uh, on here, you know, being Absolutely. a citi- citizen of the, or a citizen of the cinema world. Um, so in terms of, you know, finding me very easy on Twitter, I am at NLE318. And over on Facebook, I am Nguyen. N G U Y E N dot L E dot three three four. Yes, it's very sad. I memorized my Facebook profile, but hey, there are a whole lot of winlays out there, including a very famous jazz musician. So don't confuse him for me. I know I'm not famous as him, but whatever. If you want to find a write me, that's where you meet me. That's what you need. Well, I was like, where's that phrase sound familiar from? But uh, <laughs> um, all right, guys, you can follow I, I me. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't come in plagiarize there, so it sounds don't. familiar. That's why I was like, I was like, ah. cut that part out if it's going to, you know, put us all in trouble. It's gonna cease and desist from Disney or whoever. That's. I mean, plagiarism makes me turn red, so I don't want to find out that hey, I'm not actually a badger. I'm actually my spirit animal is a roach. No, don't. I don't. I want to keep that a secret if that's the case. I'm trying to figure out what my spirit animal would be. I want to be a sloth. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know what I would be. I would be. I. 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 You know, a lot of a, a lot of males would be like, "Oh yeah, I want to be a lion." Listen, I'll, I'll probably be like the most obscure animal out there. Like, I don't know what that is. Like, I'll probably be like a parakeet or something. <laughs> just like, just something random. Like, I don't want to be anything bombastic. I just want to be like a, just a small spirit out. Just vibe. Yeah, just parakeets be vibing. They just be sitting in a little cage, just chilling, tweeting. That's a good one. If you've made it this far into the episode, please let us know. What would your animal be when you get very emotional? <laughs> well, uh, to answer your question, Dwayne, I think you're a uh, quokka. You know, 
that little uh, wallaby that knows uh, that you know it smiles in every <gasps> selfie because yes. that is ex- because oh, that is no. exactly. <laughs> well, I picked that uh, for you. I hope that's okay. It's just because that you know that's what uh, seeing you makes me feel on oh, Twitter. Oh wow, that's, that's so really nice. you know. There's that. <laughs> well, listen, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. But still, listen, the parakeet just just chilling. If I'm emotional, just just go into a corner and just just tweet, not like Twitter tweet. Oh oh oh! <laughs> ah, Dwayne, oh, my my man be trying the Twitter ambassador over here. Okay, okay, I see you, I see you. No wonder why you picked the parakeet. I see you. Hey, listen, listen, listen! Don't don't try to air out my tea like this, but. Uh... All right, everyone, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94, and you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. Thank you guys all for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Josie, and that was Dwayne. We'll talk to you guys soon.